The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it is going down this Saturday night. I'm actually um, on location right now in uh, Virginia. I'm in uh, Virginia. I got to speak at a Cornerstone Chapel in Virginia, and I'm here with the senior pastor, Gary Hamrick, and Austin Hamrick, right? That's it. That's it. Okay, I got got it. it. So this is my question (laughs) to you. So we got the senior pastor and the young adults, Yeah. right? And I got contacted by you probably, uh, well, actually, I met you down in San Diego. Yeah. San Diego at the Charlie Kirk. That's right. Turning point of it. Yeah. And we were in the coffee house. You noticed my shoes. Wait, what were you wearing? Just wearing some uh, Vans lookalikes, like some Vans knockoffs. <laughs> oh, They're like Le- Levi's. Right. I'm wearing oh, them right now. Yeah, no, right, I've got them on right now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I asked You're you like, about Dude, where'd you get those shoes? I was like, uh, Marshall's. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> knockoff store. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we got to meet up and, and talk. And, and yeah. you know, we were like, oh, man, you should come out sometime out, out to the East Coast. I said, yeah, man, hit me up when you, when you get a chance. Yep. And now here we are out here for a, a youth conference. Yeah. Yeah, glad to have you, man. I mean, it's exciting just to see you spoke last night and uh, going to speak to our youth tonight, our young adults Friday and Saturday night. And so just super excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Dude, I'm excited to be here. And thank you for having me out and, and speaking at your guys' uh, Wednesday night yeah. as well. Yeah, thanks, You have Ryan. an awesome church. If you guys, you guys, if you guys are ever out here in this area, look them up. They got an amazing campus, uh, just a beautiful thing. And they teach their Calvary. So they teach the word, which is important in these times that we're living in. This is why I wanted to bring you guys onto the show because, uh, we just got back from a, from a, from a breakfast deal. And we were talking about, uh, the wokeness, uh, in the church and in the culture. So it's, it's invading from the culture. It's, it's leaking on over the church. And if we're not men and women of the word of God reading the word, which is the instructions, the guidelines, the boundaries that God gives us to live in for a better life. Um, it's very easy to get derailed, and especially for people that don't read the Bible, because then how do you know if the pastor or the, the young adults pastor or whoever, what they're telling you is actually yeah. truth? Is it even biblical? We were watching that one pastor today, uh, Todd, what's his name? Mike Todd. Mike Todd. Mike Todd, which a lot of you guys, if you've seen this on the internet, it's this this brother from I think he's where's he, is he Georgia or something? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where he's at. But he's this he's this brother man out in somewhere in the United States. But it's a very very woke church, and they did some Easter celebration. I don't know if you guys seen yeah. that footage, but I felt like I was at a Beyonce concert or like you know <laughs> yeah. two live crew. It was crazy. It was very. Uh, sexual yeah. and not holy whatsoever and it was horrific but this guy's saying some pretty wild stuff from the stage and people are just buying into it they're buying into it because they go to church on sunday and they listen to whatever this guy says and they're clearly not reading the bible because it contradicts what the bible says so today i wanted to bring you guys in and really get into it because you you follow a lot of what's going on with yeah. church culture and and the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, what's going on with, with like Mike Todd or others like him, not to single him out necessarily, but yeah. it's just that the, the, the church is trying to, in, in an effort to try to be relatable, quote, yeah, 
the church is just uh, engaging in all kinds of things that the culture engages in, trying to connect, you know. Right. And, and the thing is that, you know, in Scripture, Christians are supposed to be separate and distinct. Like, otherwise, why would the world want what we have if we look just like they are? Yeah. If we're doing things just like they do, there's nothing that would attract them to find out the truth about Jesus mm-hmm. because we just look and act like the rest of the world. And so the church has fallen into this trap. And um, it's both, I think, an effort to try to be relatable, which it isn't working right. um, because it just leads to compromise, or it's, um, it's what I call, you know, how, how Jesus called us to be salt and light. Well, the church is becoming sugar and darkness. I mean, we're, it's all sugary. It's sweet. We want to be kind. And, and I get that. We're supposed to be kind and compassionate. But, you know, sometimes when you address the evil in the world, there's no kind way to say it. And so in an, in an effort to, you know, try to be all kind and sweet, we become sugar and darkness instead of light and, uh, and salt. Because salt, like, gets in the wound and yeah. salt, like, stings. Mm-hmm. Like, there's truth stings when truth confronts. Mm-hmm. And it isn't always pleasant, but it brings healing. And that's why we need to be salt and light. Yeah, and you know what? And that's the issue is when everyone's just trying to be loving and not addressing sin. Right. People continue trapped in their sin. My my friend Ronnie Feist, which is a freestyle motocross rider, he lives out here in uh, Kansas City now. But he started watching Joel Olstein on, and I'm not we're not bagging on anybody right. here. I'm just addressing true stories. Yeah. He was watching Joel Olstein on TV for years, and he was living with his girlfriend. He was doing cocaine and drinking, and he's a freestyle motocross guy. There was no transformation. He was hearing all this motivational stuff, which right. he liked, yeah, yep. and he was hearing about this man, Jesus, and he liked it, but it wasn't until he set, set foot in a Calvary Chapel one day, and the pastor started talking about sin, and he goes, wait a minute. Yeah. He's like, I'm a sinner. Yeah. I need to give my I need to ask for forgiveness, and he went up for the altar call, and that salt in the wound, he started right. realizing there's stuff wrong with my life, and then there was a transformation, and now his whole life has changed. Yeah. And that is the salt and light. That's what we want in our life is the transformation. Yeah, the syrupy gospel actually deceives people into thinking that what they're doing is fine. Right. Because you know how Jesus talked about you, you don't sow a new patch onto, you know, the old right. wineskin, mm-hmm. right? Because it'll it'll tear away and it'll break and it'll be worse than it was before. And a lot of times we think, or, or uh, when I say we, I, I shouldn't say we, the, the woke church yeah. thinks that... Let's just tell people they can fold Jesus onto their current lifestyle. Yes. You can't you can't add something new to something old. There has to be a transformation. Right. Otherwise the tear will be even worse. People will be even more deceived into thinking mm-hmm. that their way of living is fine. You know, God's a God of love and what I do is fine and and it isn't. So we have to confront them with the truth and we yeah. can say it in a loving way, yeah. but we can't compromise the truth. That's what people are hungry and thirsty for though. Like I, I think that what yeah. the, the church the church thinks is, well, we for the sake of being kind and compassionate, we'll just give you the kind and compassionate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not what uh, it's not what people need, but I don't even think it's what people want necessarily. I think we're in a time in our, our day and age and our culture where people are hungry, like, tell me the truth. Yeah. Like, just yeah. tell me the Absolutely. truth. Just tell me the straight truth. And that's what we've seen here, as my dad just from the main uh, pulpit has just been unapologetic about, here's the truth and here's what you need. We've seen people just just so thirsty, like, thank you for yeah. finally telling me yep. the truth. That's what one of our assistant pastors, Pastor Kenny, oversees our, our, he's our family and children's pastor. He st- stepped into the church and heard my dad in Leviticus, but he was talking about homosexuality, mm-hmm. and 
and Pastor Ken at the time, not saved, just there sitting at a part as a part of the church. He's like, I don't know if what that guy said is right, but man, someone actually finally like stood up for something. Yeah. And that's what like the church is not standing up for anything because we don't want to be offensive, mm-hmm. but the truth by nature is offensive. Mm-hmm. So dad, just talk, t- talk a little bit about like, after you gave that one sermon, what was it called? Um, uh, church in America, wake up. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, that was a very, I need to get that sermon. Yeah. It was a very controversial sermon. Yeah. Um, but well, the church has how, been asleep. The church yeah. has not been addressing the cultural issues that need to be addressed. And if, and the world needs to have an answer to all the chaos in the culture and they're not going to hear it in the world. They're, they're going to hopefully hear it in the church. And if the church isn't delivering that message and right. talking about the truth, they won't hear it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I had a guy who uh, heads a pharmaceutical company raising four girls with his wife. And he emailed me and he said, Pastor Gary, just thank you. We're, we're coming to Cornerstone because in part, we just like to know we're not going crazy. Because, you know, when, when you're hearing in the world, hey, there are multiple genders you can choose from, yeah. and, and, uh, and then the race issue, like, like if you're white, you know, you're an oppressor. If you're black, you've been oppressed. And, and then that divide, the racial divide, is fueled by yeah. a world that just feeds on that kind of thing. And, and all of this, you know, sexual perversion and drag queen story hour, all this stuff's happening in our world. And people are, are coming to church wanting answers. And if yes. we don't deliver it, yep. where are they going to hear it? And you know what? Don't you and don't we all want to be told the truth? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be lied to. I, yeah, that, yeah. That's, I hate that when the joke's on me. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you guys just played me out. You guys totally lied to set me up for this. Right. And that's the whole thing is people don't want to be lied to. And you're right. They need to hear it. In the church and us right. as the church, if we're not delivering, we're doing a whole disservice to all these people yeah. because God has given us the platform to speak life into their lives. And the whole thing is like people that are coming in, as we know, we were talking at breakfast is that people are struggling with the programming that they're getting from the mainstream or like from TV and from songs and all the stuff. And they're looking for truth. And if we're just giving them, Oh, Jesus loves you. Just keep living your life. They're looking for truth because they want a transformation. This is why they're going to church. But it's even worse than that, Ryan, because you got some churches hanging the rainbow flag outside their church. So it's seen them and they're not, so they're not only not telling the truth. They are affirming lies. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, and then once you start affirming lies, people are never going to, going to find the transforming work of Jesus. They'll never will. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. You're going to church that's actually lying to you out of the gates. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Jack Hibbs said to me, you know, uh, when COVID hit and, you know, there, a lot of tragic things happened during COVID, but there were some good things that happened during yeah. COVID. And one was a purging of the church. Yes. And Jack, Jack said to me, you know, Gary, there's some churches that closed that will not reopen and should never reopen. Yep. <laughs> like, like it was a weeding out of yep. some churches that... Um, just weren't teaching the truth, and so they should be closed anyway. But it, you know, if we really have a heart, you know, with Jesus talking about the field is wide unto harvest, right. and if we have a heart for the lost world, we should do everything we can to talk about Jesus and to lift up the truth. Truth, by definition, is exclusive. Some people won't want to hear it, but it's the only thing that will really change a life. And mm-hmm. so we got to be about the truth. Speaking of, of purging as well, there was also, it also purged a lot of people that were just the Sunday morning Christians that were just going to church. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, I, well, I just go to church on Sunday. It's kind of like what we've right. been doing our whole life. Yeah. And then they had the opportunity when it got shut down, like we don't go. And then they never came back. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how many people that I've known that were actually going to church that just stopped going to church. 
it's yeah. it's 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 a, it's a crazy crazy time yeah what have you been seeing um as far as with all this awokeness and stuff going on like because you work with a lot of young adults yeah like these are the ones that are on the the, the front lines you know like right. dealing with parents you know they're they're seeing it but they grew up in a different generation but even yeah. with the young adults they're growing up within the belly of the beast if you will of, yeah. of the programming well i think that the young adult generation they're a super compassionate generation um, but that compassion has been um, has been misguided, and so I think that that it's like I want to capture that compassion that that our our generation has because I do think that they're a very compassionate generation. But again, I think they've they've dipped into well, love is love, right. and so love means that I'm going to come come alongside and affirm um, you know pronouns and affirm. Uh, all this progressive sexual ideology uh, type stuff. And it's like, well, I always point people back to Jesus dealing with the woman caught in adultery mm-hmm. where he was compassionate. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus was gracious with that woman. He said, neither do I condemn you. Mm-hmm. Where are your accusers? And they all left. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, now, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Sin no more so yeah. what the young adult generation has done is they have gone to the extreme of where are your condemners? No, no, I don't accuse you either. Mm-hmm. But they've left That's out that. Now, now go yes. and sin no more. They've stopped at that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's the two. It's, a, it's not just one or the other. Right. It's, it's the both and. Because sometimes, you know, to combat the um, Christian progressives... Uh, you know, we'll have the, the, the other extreme where Christians can come across as harsh and abrasive mm-hmm. and they're all about the go and sin no more, stop sinning. Yeah. Um, and it's like high, uh, you know, hell and fire and brimstone kind of stuff, which that's biblical. Uh, but to combat the, well, we're all about love. And so go, uh, 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 we don't want to tell you to go and sin no more. We just want to give you the Jesus that says, we're your condemners. I don't accuse you either. There's become this like battle within the young adult community of I'm the go and sin no more group. And I'm the, uh, I don't accuse you group. Hmm, and, uh, I think what, what we need to do as the church and, uh, as the Lord gives me opportunities to share with our young adults and teach the Bible, I'm trying my best, filled with the Holy Spirit, to bring those two together and interlock those two where it's, hey, we need to be gracious and loving. The person who's confused about their gender, I love you. God loves you. He has a plan of purpose for your life. Um, and, and I don't want you to feel ostracized. You need to hear the truth. Um, but now here's what the Bible says. We need to leave our life of sin and we need to repent and turn. One of my favorite verses is Acts 319. That says, repent, therefore, come to the Lord um, so that times of refreshing might come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what our generation needs is to, uh, the Bible also says that the kindness of God leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. God is a kind God, but his kindness, what, what does it do? It draws us back to repentance and turning from our, our sin and, and our confusion and turning towards the Lord and saying, Lord, um, this is hard. I'm confused, Mm -hmm. um, but I need you because I know the truth. So I'm going to choose to suppress my desires because I want to live for the Lord. I want to please the Lord. Like, that's my heart. I want to please the Lord. And so I I trust now that filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk this through with me Mm -hmm. because that's what the Lord does is when he calls us to repentance, 
He doesn't say, all right, good. Now you're on your own. Yeah. Now filled with the Holy Spirit. Now the Lord draws us close to him, his heart mm-hmm. and he, he teaches us more about himself. That's what Jesus in John 14, uh, when he says, hey, I'm going to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to comfort you and counsel you. He will mm-hmm. teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. Right. So the Holy Spirit now comes to us and he testifies of who Jesus is, but he doesn't leave us. Uh, just alone to struggle on our own and wrestle with thoughts on our own. He he completely transforms our life, but it starts with repentance mm-hmm. because that's where the refreshing comes yep. from and that peace. That, so, um, yeah, I'm trying my best with our young adult community to bring both of those truths together. Um, the grace that Jesus expressed, mm-hmm. but the 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 truth of go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's challenging, but with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit can change lives and it's not up to me. It's up to the Lord. And people might be listening and, and go, well, you know, what about there's the whole transgender movement, all these things. How do you address this? Yeah. I was in a high school um, a while ago and I, I just spoke my normal message about, you know, God's love, repenting, giving your life to him, just whatever, to, you know, to lead people to the Lord. I didn't change anything yeah. to, to deal with LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. But at the end, this girl came up to me and she's like, hey, I'm, she's like, I'm a, she, I think she was like pansexual or something or trans or I forget what it was. She was one or the other. And she goes, I came up, I prayed, I gave my life to God. She goes, I grew up in the church, but because of my sexual preference or the way I identify the the church pushed me out. And I said, listen, I said, God loves you. He created you the way you are. Not like as, you know, as you identify, but he created you and he doesn't make mistakes. Right. But, and I know it's going to be hard because of whatever confusion you're, you're, you're having sexual confusion, basically identity crisis. And I said, but you need to get, get to a church that will teach you the Bible. You need to ask, you ask God to forgive you your sins. You need to go after him and let him show you who you are. You know, I didn't say, okay, you can't identify anymore. I was just like, look at you. You clearly heard the message of love that God loves you and you want to repent. You did that. But now let God show you who you are. Let him reveal that to you yeah because there has to be grace and truth in this generation yeah. you know like truth is you're a girl yeah mm-hmm. but but you may i think you're a man mm-hmm. but god loves you and he'll show you just seek him yeah mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the holy spirit the helper comes alongside yeah that's right but through repentance is uh starting point. it's the cross right yeah it's the starting point yeah absolutely yeah i love that um what about um what are some other things uh gary that are going on in the church that we uh that we should be aware of that you see maybe creeping in from the culture yeah i mean it the the church unfortunately has become a mirror of the culture so everything you see happening in the culture you're seeing within the church and um which in part is to be expected because if you if you're trying to reach people in a lost world you're going to have lost people coming in bringing their lostness and bringing all of their false views and opinions and because that's part of what they're they're bringing into the church but this is where they're going to find what is right and as God defines it, what's wrong as God defines it, what's good and evil as God defines it. Yeah. I mean, but we're living in that Isaiah 5 time. Like, you know, what are those who call evil good and good evil? Everything's upside down. Yes. It's all inverted, yeah. you know, even to the environmental stuff. I mean, you know, it, 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 in Romans, Paul talks about how man will turn from worshiping the uh, creator to created things. And that's what we're seeing right it's now. Climate change. It, it's climate change. Religion. You know, yeah, we're going to save the spotted out. <laughs> but we're going to abort the babies. Like it doesn't make sense and it's totally upside down, but people are believing all of this as if it's true. There's a great delusion that is happening. Why are people believing it? Because it's, it's when you reject God and you reject 
you know, God in the culture and in the church, a great delusion sets in. Mm-hmm. And, and now people are blinded by the God of this age, mm-hmm. small g, yep. right, Satan. Yep. And, and so they're believing lies as if they are true. And I have found as a pastor, like, it's, it used to be, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you could make a statement and most people would agree with it. Like, like well, that's right. And now today you make a statement and now people lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, you know, we had a former governor here in Virginia who talked about uh, after a baby's born, you can make a decision about whether you wanted to keep the baby. Like he was talking about infanticide after the baby was born. And the, the former governor was a, and still is a pediatric neurosurgeon. So he, it's not like he said something accidentally. Yeah. And yet people were like, yeah, well, that seems like a new way of trying to decide if you want to keep that baby or not. But if you were to put three puppy dogs in a burlap bag and throw them into the ocean, people would lose their minds. Yes. So it's such it's crazy. It's, it's craziness. It is it is deception and craziness, and it's the God of this age blinded the, the minds of unbelievers. Yeah. My mind, seriously, some of the things that I hear, like this, what you're saying, it's it's all true. Like, how in the heck did we get so far? But then, when we know the we know what the Bible says is that you know there's going to be the time of the Antichrist in the end times, yeah. and everything's just ramped up. It seems like like Satan seems to know that time's getting short, right? And he's pushing hard. Yeah, he's pushing hard through film. He's pushing hard through. Uh, uh, even music. like music, uh, even like through the church, yep. he's yeah. getting these, 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 these doctrines of demons yep. within the church. And I mean, he's yep. coming from all angles and he's not even hiding anymore. Right. You watch like that. We were talking about last night at the services. Was it the Grammys or yeah, yeah, the Grammys? Grammys. Yeah, it was the Grammys. That was just recently <laughs> happening. These guys are in your face and it's what it's doing is it's desensitizing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's descent. It's, it's desensitizing. The culture and preparing us for when the Antichrist comes. Yeah. Because we always think, you know, growing up, you, th- you hear about the Antichrist, and you're like, how are people even going to accept this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mark of the Beast. Now you're like, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Like, if the Antichrist showed up tomorrow and he had the cure for back, if, say, if COVID was around and everyone was locked in the house, yeah. I have the cure today, worship me. Everyone would be like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. Let's, we'll give our money away and everything. We'll, we'll go digital and just <laughs> give us the shot and we'll go. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's, it's just, it's amazing. We've, really go, we've gone from tolerate, you know, that used to be the message. Like 10 years ago or so, it used to be like, tolerate everybody's differences. Can't we all just get along? It was tolerance, tolerate. Now it's celebrate. Now, now it's it's ratcheted up to, it's we should not only tolerate all these evil things, we should celebrate or these get evil fired. things. Yeah, or get fired, you know, and and that if you're not a part of celebrating it, you're a hater, you're a bigot, you're everything else. So then all of the shame, all the guilt, and that people heap on you if you don't buy into the lie. Yeah. And this is what we're having to combat in the church. And it takes it takes effort and it takes uh, you have to be intentional about. And that's why, you know, like from the pulpit, I'll be addressing these things. And sometimes people are like, why are you being so controversial? And I'm like, hey, listen, I've been standing in the same place for 30 years here at Cornerstone. I've been preaching scripture. What makes me sound like I'm controversial now is because the cultures move so far, so far into this evil ways that now simple things I might say, like, hey, by the way, God created male and female they're like wow that's so controversial <laughs> is that amazing like, that's how far yeah, yeah that's how far we've yeah. gone yeah everything's been politicized now too so it's like yeah obviously you know everyone's like hey don't talk about politics within the church it's like we're talking about just gender god created life yeah now but, that's politics yeah, yeah but now, now it's politics, politics. 
And so morality has been politicized now to where like what Satan's doing is he's making everything off limits for the church to discuss and Christians are buying it. They're buying and it. so now when Christians come into the church, we're talking about gender, we're talking about uh, abortion and how God loves life. Now it's, hey, this is separation of church and state. You guys yeah. can't talk about that yeah. stuff. So the enemy has politicized everything. Yeah. And now Christians believe that the church can't talk about anything except the gospel. What does the gospel even mean? You know, nowadays. Well, Martin Luther said, if you preach the gospel without addressing the issues of your time, you are not preaching the gospel at all. Right. And and so we have to address what's going on so that people understand the answer and the solution to mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. You know, you know, you know when you have gone super far, when they're allowing drag queens to come into a high school and do a... It's, yeah. it's, uh, I've been to a strip club before, so it's like, it's a strip club <laughs> dance. And I think about me and my friends, if we were in high school, a bunch of all of those guys and we saw yeah. some dude come in and do yeah. a strip club dance in front of us like that, we'd be like, yeah. what that? Like, <laughs> we don't want to see this. Yeah, yeah. We like girls. <laughs> I don't want, like, I'm, I'm horrified. Yeah, like yeah. imagine if that really happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and the, these young kids, these young kids are the same way. Yeah. They're not like, they're, they're like, oh, I guess we have to accept this, but this is right. weird yeah. that this is actually happening. How far have we gone when we can allow pornographic dancing, dirty, nasty dancing for kids? It's, yeah. it's pedophilia. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's grooming. I mean, it's so, and, and the culture is so strong right now in the minds that people are just accepting it like that's what's really crazy we, but we, the, we've seen we've seen here in Loudoun County in Virginia but this happens in other counties across the country yeah. where parents get up and they read to the school board here's some approved books that right. you guys have yeah. approved yeah. and they start reading these pornographic things and the school board is like okay quiet stop stop reading that <laughs> and they're like why are you offended by this like like this is stuff you've approved yeah but it is all part of grooming it's uh-huh. indoctrination uh-huh. it's trying to steal the next generation yep. get the minds of the young kids early mm-hmm. and then then we've captured their hearts what is okay I, we only have four minutes before the break, but seriously. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. This is an honest question. Like, what really is the goal? I understand they want to capture the kids, right? Hitler said, you know, you get the youth and you get the future, right? And that's from Satan himself. Right. And we know that because you get the kids, they're the next generation, right? That's why you raise up godly kids, they're the next generation to, to lead the way. But what is the goal? What are they trying to do with the kids by sexualizing? Like, what is the end goal here? Do they just want a bunch of, like, transgender kids a bunch of gay kids or like 
what are they trying to do? Are they trying to weaken the men in the country and the world to, to, to more feminize them? Like, what is, yeah. like, what is, what? All of the above. I, Prefer- I, I've, I've often wondered if they even know what their goal is. What is the goal? Because I think if you're under the delusion and the enemy's just manipulating you and, you know, planting these evil seeds in the hearts of unbelievers to to move this agenda forward, I'm not even sure how much they realize they are puppets of the enemy. I'm not sure how much they even intentionally are trying to do this or trying to do that. I think it's just the overall influence of evil that has been unrestrained in our world. And I'll tell you, Ryan, one of the reasons why evil has become so unrestrained in our world is because our pulpits have gone silent. And when you have pulpits that are silent, you're going to have pews that are complacent. And then, then the enemy just rushes in. The church is the restraining force of evil evil in the world. That's why when the rapture happens and the church is out of here, oh, it's on. all evil is full on board, right? Yeah. And so right now where there's compromise because the church isn't really doing its job in, in effect, then it just opens the door for more and more evil. And then people just become delusional and they start being puppets of the enemy. And I'm not sure if they even know what the goal is. Because of the deception. Yeah. You know, I, that's going to be amazing when the Holy Spirit is gone, the church is gone, no one will stand up. And yeah. You can only imagine what yeah. what they're going to see if you think it's crazy now. And then we know, obviously, Target just came out with that new shirt. Yeah. Says, Satan loves your pronouns. Yeah. I mean, you got to know it's bad when stuff like that starts coming out. Oh, like, imagine a Target. Satan loves your pronouns. This is oh, insanity. This is coming out at Target. Did they not learn from like Bud Light and like, you know, that whole fiasco? Bud Light right. wa- lost uh, like billions of yeah, dollars. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they don't even understand the financial aspect of what's happening. If nothing else, like, can't you see this is this is not going to go well. They, Disney? It's delusional. Disney? Disney? Yeah. yeah. Ford? Ford just painted. <laughs> I was just joking. What, what did Ford do when we were talking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, we're going to come back to Ford <laughs> okay. All right. right after the break. We're going to continue going down this uh, going down this subject with uh, Gary and Austin Hamrick uh, out here at Cornerstone Church Chapel. Chapel Chapel out here in Virginia. It's an amazing church. It's uh, do you guys have a school here connected as well? Well, we're starting one this fall. You're working on a Christian school. They yep. got a lot of stuff going on. It's an amazing large campus. Just super Awesome campus. Check it out. If you don't have a church, come check it out. You'll get the word of God, and they're just awesome people. Um, don't forget to go to the whosoevers.com. Book us to come out and do a tour. We are touring uh, schools. We hit churches at night, and um, we're just bringing the gospel to the battleground. I have a book out. It's called Kill the Noise. It's everywhere books are sold. It's a discipleship book. It'll help you uh, grow in your faith with Christ. Tons of Bible teachings within the book. And uh, you can also uh, look up the Holy Bible app on your smartphone, and we release uh, devotions through the Gospel of John that are also available there, too. And while you're there reading your devotion, click on over and actually read the Bible. The Bible is crucial in these times. If you don't want to be deceived, you have to know the Bible. You can't just go through this world hearing a message here and there. You've got to know what the Bible says. So you can see if you're even in a church that's actually teaching the Word of God. Or you might be getting conditioned and deceived at church. Hmm. We love you guys, and we'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now back, back. 
to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back, and I'm in Virginia. I have my portable studio. You guys have been tuning in. We were tuning in from uh, Philippines, the East Coast, the West Coast, Boise, all over the place. So today, we are doing it in Virginia, and we're actually, our location is Cornerstone Chapel with uh, Pastor Gary Hamrick and his son, um, Austin Hamrick. He's the young adult pastor. We've been just getting into it, talking about the wokeness um, in the culture and how it's invading the church and the responsibility of the church. Jesus has called us to be salt and light. And um, what's happening in many churches is there's people that are preaching not even biblical stuff. So you're going there, and if you don't read the Bible, and if you're only a Sunday morning Christian, which is not good, that you only do church on Sunday, and you hear what they say, if you don't know the Word of God, you don't even know if what you're getting is even true. So you can literally begin deceived Mm -hmm. and becoming woke and just buying into what the culture is giving you and not even being biblical, and you think you're biblical, which means basically you've been lied to, and that is scary, and no one wants to be lied to. This is why it's crucial, as Gary was talking about earlier, is that the job responsibility, and you're you're obviously a youth... uh, uh, young adults pastor I teach as well is that we have to give the truth but we have to give it grace there's grace and truth I don't want to be lied to tell me the truth and you know what the truth hurts sometimes but the good news is the grace of God is that God wants to change your life and he's going to walk through you walk with you through the messiness of your life and the power of the gospel will transform you into a new creation and that was attractive to me when I was not in walking with God at all, I had beef with God. I hated God actually because of circumstances that I created in my life that I went through that I thought he should have played out better. But when I finally gave my life to Christ, my whole life changed. Mm-hmm. Now I have peace. Now I have hope. Is my life perfect? No, not by any means, but who I was to who I am now, massive, massive difference. And God has that for you too. So it's crucial that you go to a church that actually teaches the Bible. And we're going to get back into it because right before the break, we were talking about Ford. Yeah. You know, all these companies are going woke. We have Target, we have Disney, we have the Netflix. And now yeah. you're saying Ford, Ford, we just watched the thing at break. Yeah, they have, they have a commercial <laughs> now where they're selling a, 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 a Raptor, a truck, you know, that these two trucks are racing and it's very dramatic and, you know, music in the background and dusty roads, you know, and so you don't see anything about the exterior color of the cars until, you know, that this one truck runs through this little stream and it washes off and then you see it's all, it's rainbow. And, and then at the end it says redefining toughness. And so it's like, you know, part of the same message stream, you know, and it's just appealing to this whole woke culture it's just it's just evil it's just advancing evil and you know i don't know if ford will get hit financially for that like like other businesses but um it's still just trying to promote this false agenda it's amazing and we were you know how we were talking about like don't these guys know that it's going to hit the bank account you know but for whatever reason you know we we don't know the whole behind the scenes of 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 the world and everything that's going on but I, you know, we, we could just talk freely about without being conspiracy theories or anything like that. But we could talk freely about like Soros. Yeah. You know, we know that he funded a lot of stuff. We know oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein funded a lot of stuff. And Soros funded our Commonwealth attorney to get elected mm-hmm. in here in Loudoun County. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's pour, he's pouring money in. It's not conspiracy. He's pouring money into his advancement of his causes. And it's all. Just and, and evil I, stuff. I believe that these big corporations and people that they're pouring in money to do stuff like this because you know it's going to be risky. Yeah, but it's it's just part of the agenda. What other things 
that are going on now. We're getting hit with Ford. That's actually a really crazy concept when you think about it. Ford and the Raptor. Right. Of all things. Like, that's supposed to be, like, (laughs) the the car. And it's like, now it's a rainbow. What are some other things that you uh, see that's going on that we should be aware of? Any of you, one of you guys could jump in. Um, What's creeping in with the church? Um, Is there anything with, with maybe we should be concerned with, like, worship? Have you seen, like, a change in worship, for instance? Like, like, um... The message of the worship, like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the um, the, the lyrics, the lyrics, yeah. the lyrics, the depth of the like. Mm-hmm. Are we, what, what are they singing to nowadays? Is there any new stuff coming in that's just kind I of mean, soft and not? Stuff honestly seems to be very me centric. Okay, um, let's talk about that. Even yeah. in worship, it just um, you know, I think ultimately Satan wants us just to focus on the self. Right. And I think that the, the best way you learn more about self is through the lens of God's word. Right. I think that when you approach your Bible reading, you shouldn't approach your Bible reading, reading and looking for what does this say about me? I mean, that's a secondary question. That's, a, 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 that's obviously a question you should ask when you read your Bible is what does this say about me? How does this apply to my life? But I think the first question you need to ask yourself when reading the scriptures is what does this say about God? Because when you learn more about who God is, then through that lens of who God is, you can learn more about who you were designed and created to be. be right. And what I don't like about some of the trendy worship is just, it seems to be very me centric and like, I don't want to sing about, I don't want to sing about me when, when I'm singing to the Lord and praising the Lord. Now I don't want to be bashing on some of the songs that talk about, you know, uh, like, uh, what is that one? Like, is it a Tomlin song? Like, uh, no, a Crowder song. Like, um, he is jealous for me, you know, just oh, like some oh, of this yeah. stuff. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not here to bash on every song yeah. and be like a, you know, too, uh, too picky about worship and stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, well, he, well, he had sloppy wet kiss in that sloppy wet kiss. Yeah. That's, well, what's that? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. That's a little strange. So for me. maybe I'm being a little bit too, um, too picky with, with stuff, but I just want to sing unto the Lord. Yeah. I want to worship the Lord. Um, I want to praise the Lord. I don't want to be singing about myself or, um, I, you know, I think, uh, a lot of our, uh, songs have just become very me centric mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, our culture is just very me centric mm-hmm. and you go on your Instagram to, uh, see, you know, how many people have liked or loved my feed. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's all about me. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Satan's the me. Me, Sa- me, me, Satan's the me. Satan doesn't need you to worship him. He just wants you to worship self. And uh, we've idolized self. We are living in a culture and society of self-idolatry. Yeah. We love self. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. And then uh, Paul writes to Timothy, I believe it's First or Second Timothy, where he says, in the last days, people will be lovers of self. Yeah. And that's oh, where yeah, and that we're, and we're there. Uh, and we're taking selfies. Self. We're like, taking selfies. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. Can you pull that passage up? Do you mind? When, yeah. When let me, you guys pull it back. I, I want to read that because, you know, we're, we're talking about all this stuff that's going on in the culture. And and people could be listening right now. I'm like, okay, well, so you guys are outdated. This isn't, you know, what are you guys talking about? No, the Bible actually predicted this and actually talked about what we're talking about, which that's what makes the Bible so relevant. People think, oh, it's just an old book. It's not relevant. Well, wait till you read what was what was written, you know, years ago. Yeah, it's Second Timothy uh, 3, verses uh, 1 through 6. He says, but know, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, 
without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Verse 5 says, having a form of godliness, but denying Mm -hmm. its power. I mean, you want to know what... It's all happening. That is so... That wasn't 15 years ago. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is now yeah like everything that you're seeing and watching this yeah. describes wow just go outside and uh this describes our our day and age right it's now. weird because I, I mean i remember when i first got saved I, re- I was reading this and even like the form of godliness like i i read it but i didn't really get it but now you're seeing these pastors these woke mm-hmm. pastors and these guys doing this stuff and you're like that's what that that's what that is and it's mainstream yeah. this is like global too yeah this is like yeah. a global movement of stuff, this stuff happening all over the place because we're all connected through our phones. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we live in a very supernatural society now where it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe when I was in high school 10, 15 years ago, it seemed to be, um, you know, creation versus evolution, atheism uh, versus is there a God? And obviously that that's still um, that's still a big debate. In, right. in society, but I feel that our society is creeping more into accepting the supernatural. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, and very new agey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even it's creeping a bit into the church. And so I think our society actually believes there's higher power. They believe in the supernatural, yep. but it's a sense of having a form of godliness, but denying the true power that's behind it. Because obviously Satan uh, has power and has limited authority here mm-hmm. on earth. And so um, I think you talk to someone and the word, you can't even like, are you a Christian? I don't even know what that means anymore. You yeah, have to kind Mormons of Mormons call themselves Christians. Yeah. Now, right? You got to dig deeper to find out even some of the, we're using a lot of the same terminology, but we have different definitions. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. yeah, people, I think, uh, know they, they believe that there's God, but what does that mean? You have mm-hmm. to ask questions mm-hmm. to find out mm-hmm. what they mean by that. So there's a form of godliness or society, but um, denying the true power that's, that's behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when you when you talk about the different Christians, like when you, when you meet different people, like it, it could change so much everywhere you go globally too. By the way, yeah, you know I've I've known that because I'm, I'm speak all over the place. So I'm in different denominations. I'm in different places, but just to highlight, like say like the Hollywood Christian is like yeah. talking mm-hmm. about. There's so much new age embedded in in Hollywood. Yeah, that it's it's like the coexist. Like okay, well you know like you, I'll talk to a guy. I'm a Christian. Okay, so what do you believe? Well, you know, I like, you know, being like the reincarnation from, from uh, Hinduism and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I do go to a media, a medium and we, we, you know, we talk to our dead relatives and yeah. it's just like the salad bar, just they pick from yeah. everything, but they call themselves Christian. Right. Cause I like, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I love the grace and all that stuff. Everlasting life. Yep. But they're so confused. It's just all packaged in and there's always a lot of new age. But what's interesting in these times that we're living in, it's almost even back like in the, the older days, like they were, they were into the supernatural stuff back in, back in Jesus's times as, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Right. They were worshiping like Molech and Ashraf yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Pan, the God of Pan and yep. all, all these different gods. So they were into that stuff. They had mediums as well. A lot of demonic stuff happening. But what's interesting is this next generation because of all the supernatural films and everything that's going on that's marketed, they are open to spirituality. Right. Yeah. Which is a good thing because atheism, they didn't believe in that. Right. But now this new younger generation, they're they're more open to it, which puts us in a good place when we're talking about spiritual things. They're, they're open. So in one sense, I believe, and I know for a fact because I speak in front of thousands of students year-round, 
and I speak at churches and different things that people are open to the gospel. They're mm. open to the supernatural, mm-hmm. which is a good thing for Bible believing Christians. Yeah. Then if you know your stuff, you, you know, if you know what you believe, you could actually walk them through that and lead them to the Lord. They're open versus I think during my generation of like maybe when I was in high school in the nineties, it wasn't as much. Yeah. Okay. It's like there's more rebellion and stuff. Yeah. Like no. now I feel like there's rebellion, but people are like, they just, they grew up like this generation. Here, let me, let me go back. So the younger generation, like when I was young, my parents, they came from this whole hippie movement revival. There's a huge revival in the world. Mm-hmm. So the majority of those Christians have like had Christian belief system. So we grew up knowing of God, like a whole generation grew up knowing of God. But then like our generation, like my generation and my brothers, there's a lot of us that just kind of walked away from God. So that next generation that had kids, which would be me and my brothers, we would raise our kids not knowing God. Mm -hmm. So now, and then there's been another generation. So now this whole new younger generation, they don't even know Mm -hmm. about God. One, this one guy that was a pro snow, a pro skateboarder on my team. He used to wear a Jesus piece around his neck, a chain, right? Mm -hmm. With a, it's a cross. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking him when I wasn't a Christian and I said, he was younger than me. He was probably your age. And I said, do you know what that means? And he goes, no, he says, it's a Jesus piece. I go, well, yeah, but do you know what G- who Jesus is? He goes, no. I go, do you know what he did on the cross? No, he had no concept of what it was. Mm. He just knew that rapper's warm. Huh, yeah. He was a hip-hop guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole generation of people that don't know who Christ is or what he did on the cross or even what the cross is that they're wearing around their neck yeah. or that the rappers are wearing, but that are being raised in the supernatural realm of the darkness. So it's very interesting times that we're living yeah. in. And then it goes back to this verse. Right. This is what's going on here. Because they're ra- being raised up without God. Yeah. They know of some kind of a godly, you know, they know of it, but they don't know the power of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. This but is self why- is God now. Yeah. Well, lovers well, of self. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it, it goes back to how God created man in his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. So we, we were all created body, soul, and spirit. You know, now right. the spirit is dead without Christ, but we still have the capacity for spiritual things. So what happens is then if people don't get their spiritual needs met through Christ right. and have a relationship with the Lord, then they're going to go in search of other, quote, spiritual things because right. there's this longing, there's this capacity in, in the spirit of a man or a woman, you know, just speaking generically, to, to have a spiritual encounter. And so that's been put within us. And if we don't, if we don't cry out for the, for the Lord, then we're going to be drawn to other spiritual manifestations and, you know, all these weird things that, that, are, that are more popular today. But here's one little um, bit of hope. I just read a report that Barna Research Group put out of Gen Z. So they're looking at 13 to 18-year-olds, 77% of 13 to 18 year olds in America today are motivated to learn about Jesus. Mm. Now, yeah, they have a new hunger. See, that's, that's it's and because it's it's very cyclical. It's like, you know, it skips a generation and then and then when people realize what's missing because a whole generation has been raised without really yeah. walking with the Lord. Yeah. And then you have these Gen Zers who are coming up like we're motivated to learn more about Jesus. 77%. That's amazing. Yeah. See, and that's 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 what's so awesome is it's gone so far gone, so far away that now that they're they're open for the yeah. real and this, they're open to spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. And like we said, like when we go into these schools, we're going in and we're preaching and dude, we're seeing like, they're just coming up by the, like just filling the gymnasium at school. 
Think about this. In a public school, imagine back when you were in public school. Yeah. Did you ever go to public school? Yep, I did. Okay. Yeah. Imagine we're in a gymnasium <laughs> and it's all, it's all, you know, it could be up to a thousand kids. Yeah. In high school, and you know, everyone's kind of, you know, everyone's concerned about their vibe and who they are, right, and, you yeah. know, cool factor. Yep. And someone like myself or one of our ambassadors is like preaching about Jesus. And like, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I want to pray for you. Come forward. Out of high school. Yeah. In front of all these kids. And they're coming down by like the hundreds. That's awesome. I mean, that's but that's, that's, but that just goes to show that God is moving because they're doing yeah. this in a public school setting. I don't think I would do that in high school. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. You got to yeah. worry about I mean, I'm too cool for all that. Yeah. yeah. But they're running. They're coming down. Because they're more desperate now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because we're saying, look, like I could quote a statistic, say, you know, an old statistic. It's, it's a lot higher now. But I remember when I first started in the schools, it was like 30, it was like 35% of male, of female students struggle with depression and 27% of males struggle with depression. Those numbers are way higher. But instantly when I start quoting these quotes or, or suicide this, mm-hmm. I'm now addressing what's going on with this crowd. And they know they're identifying. They're like, well, yeah, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of the 30%, which is higher now. But as you start addressing that and you start telling them that God can change your life, mm-hmm. then they're like, dude, what do I got to do? Basically, sign me up. Like yeah. Peter says, mm-hmm. you know, they go, what do I got to do? Repent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And turn to God and be baptized. That's what I found when, when talking with youth, young adults is, is a majority of their homes are broken. Like they're coming from yeah. broken homes, yeah. like divorce mm-hmm. in the home, um, abuse in the home, separation in the home. And uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. So I think, you know, dad, you hit the nail on the head where it's like, this is a desperate generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas before it was like, you know, everyone's a little bit more private and uh, you know, maybe when I was going through high school, yeah, we didn't, we I, like, I had friends, but I honestly didn't even know what their home life was like. We just yeah. didn't even talk about home life. Yeah. Now it's like kind of, you know, gates are wide open. Everyone's like, just like, here's my home life. Parents are divorced, uh, come from brokenness, have suffered through abuse. And now because that that desperation is there. Now you bring the truth and it's like everyone's hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like so frustrating when you see the church not just being direct with the truth. This is what God has said about gender. This is what God has said about sexuality. This is what God says about the family. Mm-hmm. And then you insert the truth of God's word into their broken families. It's like, ah, oh, it's like that refreshing stream right. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that comes into your home. And it's like, we can't be, we can't be hiding what these people are so desperate for. Mm-hmm. And so just like you, you going through high schools and you're just being bold, here's the gospel. Gospel uh, calls you to repentance. God can forgive you. He can heal your, your brokenness. He can heal the brokenness you have internally. He can heal broken families and broken mm-hmm. homes. Mm-hmm. This is the remedy. It's the gospel and love of Jesus Christ. Man, it's just like it's that healing remedy that a desperate generation of youth and young adults are so desperately needing right now. I remember David, how he wrote how, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Mm-hmm. You know, so even even those young adults who come out of broken homes, um, man, the Lord will receive us, though. Like, mm-hmm. he is the yeah. one who brings healing and wholeness. All the churches that have continued uh, through COVID and even now that are teaching the Word of God are fil- full. Yeah, People right. are coming, they're looking for the truth. And that's that's just the, that's just the way it's going to be. And this is why, even when we, like I said, when we go to schools, people. I remember people would ask me, "We seen all those kids come forward. Like, what are you telling them? Like they they were like, are you guys talking about sin? Are you talking about repentance? Like yeah. they're like, and so people would come. 
to yeah. see. And they're like, oh my, well, you guys are totally, God, that was like the full on gospel. <laughs> yeah. And they're coming forward. I'm like, yes, because they're desperate. Yeah. Like we're just telling them the truth. Yeah. And, and, and going back to the very beginning of the conversation, now we we're saying like a lot of these churches, they want to be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they want to use these words and they want to be woke and be relevant to reach and communicate and, and bring people in. But the problem is, I, there's, if there's no transformation, if people aren't changing their lives and find, having an encounter with God, they're going to leave. And I could tell you, tr- person after person, I won't say any names, but there's been several people that I know that are in bands of different people that were going to these woke churches in Hollywood. Mm. Um, I can't even think of the name of the church right now, but it was one of those woke church and they were going there and, and they're doing live art on the stage. And mm-hmm. do you know, you know that whole, yeah. you already know that yeah. whole scene. Yeah. And they were like, man, I remember the first talking, like, Oh, we love it. I found my tribe there okay, in LA. Right. We're right. going and they're doing art and they're just all vibing. Yeah. And then next, thing you know, they're athe- they're atheists now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause they yeah. never got, they were these, these people were relating to them culturally or whatever through arts and crafts or whatever, yeah, but right. that did, they didn't have the power to change them. They were going to church because they wanted a spiritual encounter right. with the God of the universe, and that's why it's important. And that's why I love being a part of Calvary Chapel. Yeah, yeah. Right. you and I were both talking yep. the other day. I think you were asking me my study program or whatever, and I just yeah. said, "Dude, I just love Calvary." And I know I'm, I'm not young. I'm 47. You know, I'm 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 younger of the Calvary, you know, a lot of the Calvary guys. But then there's that whole younger generation yeah. like you and. Jairus and all these other young guys that I'm, I'm around that I just, I want the, us to be like, Cal, I could know the word, you know, through what we've, the way we've been raised through the, through the right. doctrine of the Bible and, and the philosophy and all that. It's all awesome. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. It's the word of God. Everyone has their own teaching styles, mm-hmm. which is cool because it, God has called us all in unique ways to communicate with certain people in certain ways. Yeah. And you got like, you know, we're listening to Skip Isaac. We're talking mm-hmm. about Chuck Smith, Jeff Johnson. Who are some other guys we were talking about? Yeah, there's big, all these big Jack Hibbs fan. There's, yeah, yeah, dad, there's his, there's all these different, yeah. you know, yeah. Calvary guys, yourself, um, all these different styles, all these, but that's all truth and word of God. Yeah, because, I mean, when Chuck, you know, Calvary Chapel first emerged, Chuck's like this bald 40-year-old guy, and these young hippies are coming in. Totally so, out of date. And he, yeah, and, and he's not he's not trying to, like, be all edgy and relatable yeah. and wearing skinny jeans and yeah. bands. You know, he's, yeah. just, he's just being himself, but he's delivering something. It's fresh water. It's living water. He's just teaching the Word, yep. and that's, if, if we just continue to give that, yep. God will do His good work in the hearts and lives of people. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. Now, look, I do believe that methods can change, right? Like, but the message should never change. Yeah. And so we, we use different methods to reach, you know, different people and times change. I mean, when we first started Cornerstone, I was using overhead projectors and transparencies and grease pencils for like, you know, now we use PowerPoint. Okay, so methods change, yeah. but the message should never change. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't have to get stuck in, in that, in that rut you yeah. know, of, oh, we've always done that like this. Yeah. I mean, we, we go to high schools and we have pizza and electronic music. Yeah. There and you we, go. We, we, we basically throw a party. There you we go. throw a major rager party <laughs> and then we just tell our testimony and then the gospel's right in the middle and then yeah. come pray. It's literally Beth. And you know, what? I don't know if I'll be doing that in five years. Maybe I'm doing something else. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll be, there'll be some whole new style of music out, you know, drive in your Raptor, your new Raptor. I'll be in my rainbow Raptor. You know, <laughs> rainbow you, 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 Raptor. you don't know, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you guys for being on. Uh, we have, we have a few minutes uh, left. 
uh, come check out Cornerstone. Uh, or, uh, go ahead and tell them about, a little bit about your church so they can find you guys here. And yeah, you go to our website, cornerstonechapel.net. Um, we're on all the social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube, Cornerstone Chapel, and uh, have Wednesday night service at 7, three Sunday services. I teach our young adults every Monday night, so you can find more info on our website, yep. cornerstonechapel.net. Check them out, and don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe to Ryan Reese Official. It has all the radio shows. If you want to watch, if you want to see us in studios, wherever we're at in the world, um, you could get all the past shows. I have uh, also Teaching Through the Gospel of John is up there on the website as well. So we have the radio shows, and we have the Gospel of John up there. And then um, go to thewhosoevers.com, and you could uh, book us. We have products that support the movement. If you want to donate, that's awesome. That will fund our Great Commission. We are evangelists, Great Commissionists. We go... Wherever God opens the door and bring the gospel to this next gen- younger generation, they're jacked up because the culture is jacking them up. But God has a plan for them. And like I was telling Gary last night, I got saved radically. A lot of you guys that know my story, I got saved so radically in this darkness. And when the blinders came off and the deception left, my whole life changed. I just. Something different happened. I wasn't perfect, but God could literally got a hold of my life. And then he cleaned me up and then he put me back in the music and the skateboard industry. And that's where I'm at still bringing the light to the darkness, the salt. We are called to be salt and light. People want to change. They don't want to be depressed. You're not called to be depressed your whole life. You're not called to be suicidal your life. You're not called to be into a bad marriage. You're, you, God has plans for you. And he, this sounds cliche and stupid sometimes, but yes, he wants to bless you. I used to hate saying that God wants to bless you because it sounds cliche, but he literally wants right. to bless you. Why? Because he loves you and he wants to help you. Peace. This has been the Ryan Reese show to connect and find out more about Ryan. Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.